Welcome to the Jag Off Hour. Um, welcome to this week's Jag Off Hour. I just wanted to say thanks for listening again. But this episode, we're going to be discussing nutrition that quickly gets derailed into possibly the most ferocious of competitions between animals, the most atrocious acts committed around the world, and the most spectrocious, which I'm pretty sure isn't a word, but it sounds cool, and... Yeah, we, we basically just goof off like always, but we hope this makes you smile as much as it made us. Thanks for checking us out today. They could not get back there. Have too much hair. Had a lot of ass hair, and I would not want that anyway. I would need a booty hole either. They're nutritious. Have you eaten a booty hole? I feel like he has, like once or twice. Oh, 100%. Whoa. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not even no. Never, never will, never have. Bro, he was in that shit. He, he was tongue punching a fart box for sure. <laughs> he was in there. We should be recording this. Oh, we are. Perfect. <laughs> I don't think you can release that part. I, bro, last podcast, I, drew, I, I took out like 11 minutes straight. Is we started talking about like just mushrooms and stuff like that. Oh, Jesus. Experiments well, like, with like psilocybin. What kind of mushrooms? Like portobello? Hallucinogenic? Sure. You know. Yeah, portobello mushrooms. Hallucinogenic mushrooms. Bro, no. You you buy portobellos at the store. And then you just get high. No, dude. Not off portobello (laughs) mushrooms. I know you don't. I mean, I guess you do. You get high off of how delicious they are. Jesus Christ. Okay. Bro, have you ever grilled a portobello mushroom? Yes. With like seasoning? Have you let it like marinate? Yeah. <laughs> that shit's delicious. You can also bake in the oven with cheese in That is good. That's fatty. And That's you should fun. know all about that. I'm a lean, mean, 192-pound fighting machine, I'll have you know. Yeah. Justin, here's a, here's a secret. You need fat. I am thick, bro. I'm thick as hell. I mean, like, in your diet. I um, eat fat, bro. You really do need to eat fat. You ate guac. I saw you eat guac. You saw me munch down on guac. Yeah. Did you see how much guacamole I had on the nachos I made? A lot. Yeah, I was like, holy guacamole. Okay, that was horrible. <laughs> That's product <laughs> placement. That was horrible. All right, guys. We're definitely live. <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope this is a great start to y'all's week. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to the Jagoff Hour. Today we have the man, the myth, the legend, as I say always about everyone. Uh, BBK! Brandon, Brandon, Mr. Mr. Brandon Cower is back. Yes. And <laughs> Professor Sloth is back. Professor Sloth. I mean Pucus, same, same, but different. <laughs> Uh, say hi, Lucas. Baby. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so today, dude, I, I kind of wanted to talk about nutrition. Like, I'm about to have, like, my first client. Like, I just I want to know a little more about nutrition because I'm restarting 75 hard again next week. So you can do, like, a whole thing with nutrition. Um, depends on the person. Depends on what they're doing. Depends on their goals. And depends on their body type. Um, can be depending on culture as well. Um, but there's also just a care process in nutrition in general. It's called the NCP, the nutrition care process. You can do a lot of things with it. Um, is there anything that you are worried about when it comes to? I mean, being a fighter, I, I know I can just go into the macro calculator and uh, just type in random shit, like wherever I want to be, like how much I want to train. Um, but at the same time, like... Shoot, I guess, I guess since this is like a mostly like, honestly, it's just random shit. Uh, it's, it's a random shit podcast. I was going to say fighter podcast because everyone in it has fought. I'm high, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, what would be good things to eat for like a fighter? Like somebody who's a high performance athlete. I mean, you're a high, um, high performance athlete. I would say, I mean... 
obviously you need carbs in there, but I mean not a large amount. Like good sources too, good like sources, rice. Good. You want to get at least fifty percent out of like whole grains of some kind. Um, out of your carbs. So if I eat 40, 45% carbs, I want to at least have it. Personally, I'd say 25% um, in whole grains and the rest can be dirty carbs, but I wouldn't prefer that. Um, but I would say as a fighter, you need an increase in protein, decrease in fat, but still need at least 10%, 10 to 20% fat. But bottom line is 20% if you're looking at the AMDRs, which is um, adequate macro nutrient distribution ranges. And what do fats do in your body? Fats um, regulate a lot of things. Hormones, they help um, insulation, they help... Um, oh, shit. We just got a hot schedule update. <laughs> I'm sorry. But um, they help with your immune system and a lot of other things. And nervous system as well. Yeah. So... From like a biological perspective, what do they help? Like fats? No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fats in general? Yeah, yeah. Like I know fats. Fats are your primary energy source. No, that's carbs. I mean, you can operate if you as fats as your primary energy source if you start operating on ketones, which is the whole ketogenic bias yeah, premises yeah. or premise. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, fats make up the cellular membrane like they yeah they are used for active transport throughout the body in a variety of functions like mm -hmm. like brandon said that like cholesterol and saturated fat are precursors to testosterone and hormone production mm -hmm. um you know so they're 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 vital in the in the sense that of you know for performance and just longevity sakes um, but yeah, I mean, I tried to do a largely ketogenic based diet for a while, um, as a grappler and it was just un like, it was unsustainable because I just couldn't keep up with all my workouts and keep doing the things that I needed to do. So, um, you know, I started introducing carbs back in and I do a lot of fruits and vegetables and then personally, when a lot of people do ketogenic diet, they lose a lot of their first initial is water weight because, um, the, the reduction in carbohydrates reduces the glycogen in your muscle stores, mm -hmm. which um, lowers the water balance almost by 20%. So you go from 70% water to 50% in the body. But, I mean, it's still manageable, but I wouldn't do it for more than 90 days if you do a ketogenic diet. Yeah. Because it's just horrible to the body. Well, and then, you know, that obviously, the carb cycling comes into play with the weight cutting mm -hmm. um, for fighters and for strength athletes. Yeah. And, any athletic competition with a weight limit like essentially correct me if i'm wrong you're just you're taking your carbs and over the period of whatever you have for a fight camp or whatever six eight weeks you're slowly reducing them mm -hmm. to reduce the water reduction and then generally speaking everybody will put it back in yeah right right back before yep. the competition whether it's bodybuilders i used to work with a woman who's a professional bodybuilder and she would talk about having like all her favorite like Sour Patch Kids and gummy bears and stuff because you'd eat you'd yeah. want as much glycogen in your muscles right before the show as possible So you yeah. basically deplete yourself down to like death mm -hmm. death store and then Rehydrate real quickly and go on stage. It is probably the worst thing to do. Yeah, it probably you feel terrible <laughs> yeah. terrible um, You know, but I don't know. Uh, We won't dive into the psychology of the body is more yeah, and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's it's essential, and that's why... Um, so you said something like 20%, 25%. Why why is it such a low part of your diet? So just to get this clear, we are, whole grains. we yeah. are not dietitians. Um, <laughs> I am, yes. Yes. I am a CPT, me. and Mr. BTK Brandon, he is studying to be one. And Lucas is just a professor of all different things. <laughs> um, it's what he specializes in. Sure. Me personally, I'm more, much more of like a physical guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what I studied. I punch people, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You get headed. 
Maybe no. Get you back. <laughs> I get kicked. Yeah. <laughs> I get kicked a lot. I, and then I kick. And I, bro, I love the teeps. I say that shit all the time, though. Um, so I have one question in my last podcast that was like, I specifically wrote this for you. And honestly, bro. Because it was the alien podcast. No, it was my was alien so podcast. Yeah, dude, the podcast last week. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but you just had to be sick. Um. Long story short, bro. Uh, do you think Do you think aliens would be good at jujitsu? Aliens good at jujitsu. Um. Or they'd have a different type of what I they mean, call that's, fighting. that's a crazy question. So let's let's what, break it down. Because I mean, that would very much depend on what their physiological structure was. It's like Superman's an alien. Mm-hmm. I mean, but and what do you if, think Superman could? Okay, let's rephrase the question. Do you think Superman so, is so? I could think, be good at jujitsu. I think a more interesting question is something that Lex Friedman and John Donaher kind of talked about. And that was, um, if you had an artificial, like, if you had a robot, um, like a cyborg that you could create and design that could theoretically move as well as humans or better and was as strong and quite possibly stronger than a person, like, and you could, could you program that computer to be better at jujitsu than say Gordon Ryan, right? Um. So, so if you're talking about the aliens, that that's one of the parts, right? It's like, what is their physical makeup, right? Can, they, can would they be good at jujitsu? Could they? Do they have arms? Do they, have, you know, um, do they have the ability to? Because they might have a totally different combat style. But let's say theoretically they're humanoid in, in structure and and they somewhat have a, a a strength level similar to ours. Then yeah, I mean yeah. For sure. Yeah. You're talking about it's like a skill. It's skill. Yeah, it's skill development. You know, it's. I think anybody can learn. The cool and interesting part about martial arts and jujitsu in particular, because of how vast it is, is anybody can learn um, the skills and be successful with them and defend themselves. So, I mean, I think yeah, aliens can learn jujitsu theoretically. Why not? Yo. <laughs> Yo. Think about it, bro. Like, I don't know. So, do you believe in aliens? You're a smart man. Um, I just, I want to know because, like, I had this whole talk last week with Isaac. So, there's, there's kind of the, like, there's a simple answer to that question, and that's the universe is infinite. And because it's infinite, that means there's... Like what Stephen Hawking said. Yeah, that there's definitely, there's 100% life. Because infinite is at such a scale that, I like this this example, but if the universe were truly infinite, that would mean that somewhere in the universe there is an army of monkeys on a planet or somewhere typing on a series of typewriters and eventually they'll collectively print out the, the works of Shakespeare. Right? That would be what infinity means. Because we can't really, it's a fun example because we can't really wrap our heads around what that is. Um, but then... You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, I was listening to him on, on Star Talk one time, and he was talking about different, or no, it was with, with Brian Cox, and they were talking about how there, there are different kinds of infinity, right? So there's um, real numbers, there's, there's unreal numbers, beyond. yeah, <laughs> so, as, as some would say, uh, or like, he, he used the example of if you had an infinite room, or like if you had a, a hotel with an infinite number of rooms, um, and you had a hundred new people show up, then you would take everybody who was in one and you'd move them up to two, right? You just move them up mm-hmm. according. So infinity is just, it's never, it's never ending. So yes, I think if that's the case, there's probably some, not just some kind of life, but, you know, different parallel universes with people who are the exact same and and everything's pop like but i don't i think there's a useful way to look at this so carl do you know who carl sagan is 
For those that don't, just throw, throw Carl, a story. Carl Sagan was an ast- astrophysicist from Cornell, I believe, and he did the original Cosmos series, and he wrote a number of books. He was like a very prolific and um, renowned scientific communicator more than anything. And he wrote a book called The Demon Haunted World. And in, in that book, he had this thought experiment that he created, and it's called The Invisible Dragon in My Garage. Right. And so he says, what if I invited you over to my house? And I said, come look at the dragon in my garage. And so we pull up my garage door, and you look in, and there's ladders, there's a couple paint cans, but there's no, no dragon. So you look at me, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? I thought you told me I was going to see a dragon today. And you're like, well, here's the deal. The dragon's invisible, but it's there, I promise you. Right? And you're like, okay, um... All right, the dragon's invisible. So, uh, how about how about this? How about you just give me a pair of like of goggles, like heat thermal goggles, and I can look at the dragon through them. And you're like, sorry, he's a cold blooded dragon. You know, you're not gonna be able to see him with thermal goggles on. Yeah. You're like, okay. Um, how about you just put my hand on him? Sorry, you won't. Your hand will go right through. He's a non corporeal dragon. You just gotta trust me. He's there. Yeah. Right. So eventually, he, he takes you through this process, right? And the idea is just that. Um, that what is the difference between that dragon and no dragon at all? Ostensibly, it's nothing, right? And so why would you believe something on insufficient evidence um, just just because, just for the sake of belief? And so he's using that argument for religion, I think, but also I think it applies to conspiracy theories, to aliens, and I haven't yet seen anything that's so thoroughly convincing that I'm willing to say 100% there are aliens, but I do, I am open to the possibility. I think there's been a lot of like shady shit going on, um, in terms of information being passed somewhat under the radar by the state department and different government. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think there's more info out there. I don't know if those are that's technology like foreign in terms of like international technology or otherworldly technology. I don't know the answer to that, but that's kind of my where I'm at on aliens. I think it's possible. I don't know that I'm willing to say yes yet. <laughs> what about you, BK? <laughs> I mean, I believe there's aliens out there. There has to be life of some kind. Anything, I mean, basically we define anything that's not on this planet as an alien. Well, and the que- yeah, and the question is, I guess, intelligent life, right? Because there's, there's, we found life, silicone-based, or not silicone-based, but we found... Mars. We, I believe so, yeah. And we found organisms here that live on sulfur, for example, instead of oxygen as their primary fuel source, or... Or whatever. Um, so, the, I think the the distinction in the question is: Do you think there's intelligent life, or more intelligent than human life? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, because different planets, different biomes. I mean, obviously, we've seen all kinds of alien movies and all different kinds of beings of what people think of and yeah, whatever. But I mean, obviously, I feel like there's things that aren't humanoid that are humanoid that are animal based and stuff like that and I mean yeah they have to have some kind of intelligence to live well and what you're saying I think is is uh, important because we have a, I think we have a very skewed understanding of how intelligent just intelligent life even on this planet is that we know of you know like animal models and the field of plant intelligence yeah there's also the whole and I, again, this is a fun idea. I don't know if I buy it. I just like to play with it. But um, there's also the whole predating of Egypt, the discovery of all these really ancient civilizations that had reached um, points of technology that we didn't consider possible or points of knowledge that we didn't consider possible. Um, you know, I've been lucky enough to visit some of even the more recent ones like Chichen Itza um, or like New Grange in Ireland and mm-hmm. stuff. They're just some of the stuff that they did is is incredible. Wicked. Yeah, like beyond our comprehension still to this day. And there's, I feel like it got dumber as it went on. Yeah, Rogan's got a really funny bit about 
how we're all the descendants of the idiot stone workers of Egypt because mm-hmm. all the smart people stopped fucking essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, like an ancient version of idiocracy. Um, but I mean, if you look at it, I mean, civilizations were so advanced. Even the Romans had um, sewage system. Yeah. And then when you get to London and UK and like Great Britain times, like when they were the muskets and everything, they didn't have fucking sewage. They yeah. just threw that shit literally on the ground outside of their home. And that's a trick. And that's. That's a cool example because that's that's just one that's like we can see actually happen in history. I mean, not literally see, but that we have real recorded history for that whole time period in between those two points, right? And that was an example of almost a reset in a way, in some sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are these guys, Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. They've been on Rogan many times, um, and they've written some cool books. But they're trying essentially trying to predate Egypt based on a bunch of factors, based on what they believe to be water erosion on the Sphinx, even though it hasn't rained there in ten, you know, thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, different historical artifacts and Egypt's history itself claims to have been, you know, more ancient than than we give them credit for, than contemporary scholars think they, they had been. So it's like, who knows, man? Like, who knows if you know, maybe uh, maybe it's like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Maybe we're just there. We're, we're in a testing phase, and we're maybe we won't hack the, the yeah. hack it, and they'll just move us out of the way for an intergalactic highway. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. How you doing over there, Justin? He's high as fuck. Yeah, doing good, man. Uh, dude. So on that topic, like, so if. If Egypt did predate predate mm-hmm. us, like in, in the facts of like just a way more advanced civilization that might have honestly like went through our same track, like they they destroyed themselves. And uh, well, that's not the. That, do you think? Do you think we could be the next Egypt, so, like in the Planet of the Apes? So I don't necessarily. I don't know. I don't believe that their hypothesis is that they destroyed themselves so much as we were hit by some kind of global cataclysmic event. It's like an asteroid, an asteroid, or uh, I believe they they think it was an asteroid based on the discovery of nuclear glass and different striations in the soil, and that created a winter, like a global cooling effect. but anyway, so, but what you're asking is, like, are societies capable of destroying themselves? And 100% they are. And do I think we're on the path to destroying ourselves? Maybe. Um, maybe. You know, I think there are some markers there. I had a meditation teacher um, say once that you might as well just work on yourself because we're all going to shit anyway, which is real fun perspective to have from your meditation teacher, but um, I don't, I think there's hope, right? I'm an, I think I'm an optimist. I think that I believe in people, even though it's hard to some days. And I think that eventually if we keep our shit together and we work on it and we spread the right ideas um, and work with each other, that there's going to be a bunch of people who fix the societal issues and the environmental issues and you know all the bullshit that we're going through right now or at least I hope so um, you know some days I kind of fall into that thinking everything is going to shit but um, I think we'll be alright I like to I like to train <laughs> I just do a lot of that you know try to stay updated on ideas um, you know and read a lot and do those things don't try not to get too involved with traditional forms of media like the news or social media I try to like collect my my information from very uh, particular sources and be guarded in the way that I'm consuming stuff like the jag yeah I mean it's basically I have a couple news sources I trust like the jag (laughs) like the jag and my whole Instagram is curated to be jujitsu only I don't have any bullshit or any contentious figures or anything like that it's just technique for the most part um and 
I don't really use any other social media other than that. And I feel, I feel like that keeps me very sane, you know, and gives me a lot more time on my hands. Yeah, yeah. So, you know that feeling of deja vu? Mm-hmm. What do you think that is? So, deja vu, I think, what I personally think it is, is one of two things. And so I've had the experience where I've dreamt something and then it's, it's happened. And I don't think that's necessarily anything that's like indefinable or like mysterious. And maybe it is, fuck, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know where I fall in that space and how interconnected the world is or what, what have you. But what I think it could be is, from a logical perspective, is your brain is just constantly number crunching. It's constantly problem solving and it's running you through these situations in your head. And it just, every once in a while, will hit a golden ticket and pump out the right scenario that eventually happens uh, based on all these uh, very complex factors that happen in your life, right? Um, in your mind. And then also, I think, you know, sometimes it's just, just you are making these free associations when you're sitting in a place and maybe the dream wasn't completely accurate or whatever, but you're, you start, your brain just connects the two puzzle pieces because they're close enough that, and then you assume that it's happened before. Does that make sense? I, I can understand that. Uh, or it could be some crazy trippy shit. I think it's some crazy trippy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was about to say, like, I just got hit by a huge whiff of deja vu. Yeah. Like, that's that's the only reason I asked the question. Um, and I mean, it, it's a typical, it's a typical podcast day for me, dude. I am stoned to the bone. But I, I promise you, dude, like, I, like, I just got a really weird hint of deja vu. And I was like, yo, what do you think deja vu is? Yeah. Uh, Loki, like, last week with Isaac... We were talking about uh, how we think like energy, energy can recycle itself and like spirits just... Isaac was talking about like kind of like a, uh, a Hindu type vibe thing. Like you start at a certain level and if you do good at that level, like, like you start, you might start as like a mouse or something. Mm. And you're a great mouse and you're a great mouse society and then you're reborn. Mm -hmm. I can't speak to what Isaac believed, but... Um, like we were just talking about how yeah. like so there's this there's this idea of reincarnation and once you yeah you work your way throughout these different forms of existence at different levels of consciousness which are necessary for keeping the world going like bugs are necessary to be the architects of the soil etc whatever right and then eventually you hit a point where you're a person and then you relive your existence over and over again until you get it perfect which in a lot of scripture they say is like a bird flying over a mountain with a scarf and the length of time that it takes for you to wear that, that bird to wear that mountain down to the nub is how long it would take for you to relive your life and become enlightened like that's the, <laughs> the level of commitment but it's yeah it's a fun idea um i fall more into like the zen buddhist philosophy which is more like there's something like energy, whatever you want to call it, there's some universal consciousness, however you want to define it, that we all come out of and that we will all go back into at some point. And the concept of yourself and um, the world will disappear. And even the, I don't know, I don't even know if there, you'll be conscious or there'll, there'll be anything about what it'll be like, or it'll be a void. But I think that's, you know, I think because what I think the basis of what you call yourself or who you are as a person is only the result of the meat vehicle that you're riding in. I do think that there's a spirit, but I don't think that spirit has any relationship to your personality or your ego or who you call yourself, the jag. Uh, because all of those things, if you look at a lot of the philosophy of mind, it are factors that are one out of your control and two factors that you didn't didn't pick it's like who you are as a person is based on genetics 
on where you grew up, on life experience, on what you've learned, all of which are things that you have little to no control over and are also dependent on your neurology and who you are like so that's built into the body right that's in a sense if if we want to be reductionistic about it so if there's a spirit in my perspective when it leaves the body it leaves all that shit behind like i think that's whether it's nothing or whether it's something grand afterwards i think in my opinion whatever this idea of who you are right which is necessary i'm not saying like i'm some fucking buddhist monk who sits in a temple but like it i don't think that comes with us i think that's pretty much definitive in my mind but who knows you know i i don't want to say definitive actually because i don't fucking know shit you favorite animal <laughs> favorite animal um i actually did uh i did some hypnotherapy with a psychiatrist this harvard trained psychiatrist that i'm friends with i don't know why i can't talk um and my the the animal that i came into contact most with was a tiger i don't know why so i think maybe a tiger Brandon, what about you alpaca i'm kidding um you do kind of look like an alpaca like the way your lips are like built out you know what i mean like you are kind of like built like an alpaca bro Loki, is that your spirit animal? Probably not. I think you're the reincarnation of Alpaca. Probably. Bro. He looks like Tina. Tina. From Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I thought you were talking that, about That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, <sighs> how far uh, can you, you know spit? That? As far as you can How spit. far can you spit? Yeah. <laughs> Show me. You want me to spit on you? No. Spit on them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um... I bet you could shoot like uh, little bullets too. I've always liked, I've always liked grizzlies. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say like a bear or something like that. That's the kind of men you attract. Probably. And Justin, what's your favorite animal? <laughs> I have a lot of favorite animals. He's gonna say jag. Yeah. <laughs> but what I do know to be a fact. You have to say jag. Is that I slash people, bro. Well, and I slash people with my elbows. Over. And these are my fucking claws, bro. Low key, low key. I, if you were a Jaguar, that'd still be your elbow, right? That's what I'm What? <laughs> Jaguars can't bend there. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. I'm just fucking. All I know is Jaguars are the single handed, most badass, big cat, cat, animal like, that lives in a tiger? forest. Bro, do you know what a fucking Jaguar is? A tiger is way bigger than a jaguar. That don't mean shit, bro. Jaguars are ferocious. So, back to nutrition. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why do you think a tiger will fuck up a, a jaguar? Well, a tiger's like 500 pounds. A jaguar can be like, what, maybe 200? A tiger is yeah. not 500 pounds. Yeah, they, they are. They are not tiger. 500, 600 pounds. How much? Here, look it up on your phone. Dude, so you're not recording the sound of the tiger. Fuck it, he's already started. All right, tigers... Mm. 200 pounds to 800 to 680 uh, they do get thick but I think I think a jaguar would beat a tiger no I think they would jaguars are ferocious they have out of all the big cats they have the highest biting pressure I feel like a puma would kill a jaguar fuck no you know what a puma is right they would not kill a jaguar though but you know what a puma is right Cat, yeah. What kind, what kind of cat? <laughs> Fucking big cat. It's a mountain lion. Which kind of big cat? The ones that live near us. Right. Look it up. Look up the black puma. Bro, they would not take on a jaguar, though. They would not take on a jaguar. I need somebody, like, okay. Google-checking me on this. You need a young Jamie. Um, <laughs> That's a fact. But, okay. So... You're a fan of carb-based, like a carb-dominant over-fat diet. Yes. Yeah. For um, athletes or for longevity? Athletes and longevity. Why longevity? Because your brain runs off of carbohydrates. If it runs off of fat, it's going to be slower and more sluggish because that fat takes a long time to break down. Carbs are quick. You can get them in as fast as you can eat. But at the same time, your brain doesn't need a shit ton of carbs constantly. Me, I eat 3,500 calories a day out of that 3500 45 
to 60% of it is carbs for me. Yeah. Um, it, normally, the AMDR ranges is 45 to 65%. I usually just try to fall within a range that I can hit. If it's lower, then my protein is higher for that day. But my fat usually stays around a consistent 20% of those calories. So why do you think there's been such a rise in like diets like keto, keto carnivore, and, and primal, and a shy away from... Well, this is that fucking big-ass buff dude who's like, he's raw fucking meat, like he's... Liver King. Dude, he was on a... He a was on, lion eating a zebra. He was on a YouTube video the other day. I can only make it five minutes stupid, in. Yeah. He's gonna die early, because yeah. he's eating all that saturated fat. Um, I mean, obviously, he's jacked as shit. He loves what he's doing. Granted, good for him. Yeah, all power to you. You make a brand, you stick to it. Um, but he's probably not gonna make it past like eighty. You, do you I love, really think a jaguar could take a tiger. Do you leave room for the idea that that's flexible in terms of, like that the field of diet dietetics is flexible in terms of like white meat what might be considered extremely yeah because each person comes from a different culture yeah like, let's say um, Justin. Jag. The Jag, whatever. The Hagu Wash. Um, um, he's more, what would you say, closer to Puerto Rican, or would you say just straight Mexican or Spanish? What would you say your culture is? I'd say my culture is white. My culture is white as hell. So, so um, okay, me but personally, long. like, I have two sides for sure. Like, I've grown up with my mom, um, who's... As wild as they come, good God. Um, but my dad, my poppy, yeah. poppy too. No, <laughs> you know my dad. Uh, he's as Mexican as they come. Well, let's like, say straight goncho, like cowboy hat, big boots. Let's say um, straight goncho. You know what I mean? Let's say you're Gaucho. raised in a normal Westernized family. Let's say he was raised in a Spanish family. Oh, because I'm Mexican, you fucking racist. Okay, yes, so let's correct. say somebody um, was raised in a culture outside of the U.S. Their correct. dietary necessities or With requirements. Or, yeah. or like if they came over and they, which a lot of Spanish um, or people who come in here. Um, come in. Just shut up. <laughs> um, they will eat a westernized diet and it's not good because it's high in fat, high in protein. And they're not yeah. wired off of that. They normally eat completely different things. They're corn yeah. based. They're um, chicken, um, pork based. Yeah. But or, or if you like look at an extreme, like Inuits, right? For yeah. example, if you tried to feed Inuits a carb based diet, they, they, you'd shock their systems, right? Exactly. So I think, I think, like the responsible thing, and if you, I don't know if you agree with, but it's like, just like get a, get your shit tested, literally. You yeah. Get your shit tested. And get your blood tested and get... I mean, there, there is such thing. I mean, genetics and genomics can play a big role in what you eat, how you eat, and, like, how you live. Because, I mean, there's genomic testing for, like, oh, you should be eating this because this is what, you know, your DNA would be best with. Or, yeah. Um, and Jaguar, jaguars are opportunistic hunters. And you opportunistically hunt at the grocery store. No. I've seen... I've seen it. I've seen it. Are you dumpster divers? Is that what you're saying? All I'm saying, all I'm saying is I could take a tiger. I don't think that's possible. I think a bear would still fuck you up, and then a tiger would fuck a bear up. Yeah, a jaguar would fuck up each and every one of them. They'd be like hiding in the trees, pouncing down, mauling real quick with that high bite pressure, and then like jump up into the tree. Bro, they're the kings of the jungle. Like in South America, like rainforests. Yeah, king of the jungle is lions. Yeah, but lions also live in savannas. Lions are soft as hell. And and a jaguar would, a tiger would take a lion. And a jaguar would take a a tiger and a lion. Okay. Okay, sorry. Let's get off this topic and get back to nutrition. Yes. I'd say like a two year old jaguar versus like a two year old lion and or tiger and or any other big cat. I think they'd fuck it up. Okay. Because they they're used to like hunting could, from the trees. Do you think you bro. could take an eighty pound dog? Me personally? Yeah. I dogs would never challenge me. <laughs> okay, maybe we need a different topic. <laughs> a dog would never challenge me, bro. I'm they know I soy el rey. I'm the king. 
Okay. Just gonna take your neck. Um, take your neck, dude. <laughs> Honestly, Brandon had thought about that question before. He can't. I've, I've had to because we had rabid dogs up where I used to live, and we had to shoot them because they would bite our dogs or us. Wow. And we had to keep away from them because we had ten dogs and like a shit ton of cats. Are you? F- what are you from a crazy person family? No. No, he's from like a farmhouse. Bro, tell us about your background. Hit us with the background, Brandon. I used to have a farm of 66 acres up in Mountain Rest, which is like... And apparently he also had 50 fights. Yeah, but that was when I was young as fuck. Um, well, he was about three. Yeah. Went off. But essentially, I did a lot of hunting, competitive shooting, um, and just living on a farm, essentially. Just what anybody would do is pick up a stick. Go play in the grass. Pick up do you guys have? Hopper, did you have any livestock? Stick it in it. Uh-huh. You had livestock? No. No. We had livestock around us, um, but we we didn't have livestock. We we made sure coyotes and stuff wouldn't get the livestock. That's about it. Gotcha. Yeah. So you had a pack of coyotes and a pack of wild dogs. Yeah, well, the dogs that well there was wild dogs because hunters would come up there and they'd poach off the land. Yeah. That we had, they just killed because we had a shit ton of deer around there. But we wouldn't hunt unless it was hunting season. Um, but they would leave their dogs. Their dogs would get rabid somehow. I don't know how. Raccoons. Probably something. And then they would show up at our front front lawn, and then we'd have to either a kill them or b shoot them away. Um, which most of the time we had to kill them because my mom was terrified of the kids getting bit and then the dogs because we had a shit ton of dogs she watched Cujo yeah Cujo is fucking wicked we we heard coyotes outside from outside your door the other night coyotes are um oh yeah dude I forgot about that they're not very big they're like they can grow up to be like almost 50 pounds they're like plus size chihuahuas essentially yeah Yeah, you can kick one and fuck it up they're smart they're pack hunters yeah I think a jaguar could take them though. Oh, 100%. Every night. Every Good night. Good thing you finally agree. Every night coyotes. I'm the apex predator. Every night coyotes do a roll call. Yeah. And if they are missing a member of the pack, like if one is killed during the day, the females will automatically start going into estrus so that they can have more cubs so that they can replace whatever lost members they have. So they. they, they That's wicked. Yeah. They. Ha- they have crazy big litters and they hunt in packs and they fuck it. they fuck up little dogs and cats and they ate our cats when we lived up there. Yeah, we went from twenty one cats to three in a span of like a few months. Wow. Yeah, we were trying to kill them. Wow, that's a lot. I think cats. we killed like five or six of them, but they were still a shit ton going around. Cats are also terrible for the environment. I don't care, cats. I hate cats. But they're actually kind of sweet. They just they decimate bird populations and small rodent populations and they just fuck the small rodents they're fucking mouse cats can be so destructive that they're legal to kill in australia because they fuck all the native wildlife of australia up so people go out and they hunt cats in australia that's pretty fucked well they have to i mean you know it's the same way that other cultures treat dogs in a lot of places it's an invasive species yeah there's so many of them you know it's it's just Uh, (laughs) but it's the same thing with deer here like people um regardless of your feelings on hunting you have to do something about the deer population right or Mm -hmm. they i mean where i'm from you know in michigan they they cost fifty thousand automobile accidents a year like it's crazy and they spread lyme disease they have ticks and you know you gotta you gotta do something about it Mm -hmm. um and and the same is true with cats in Australia, you know, which is weird. <laughs> that is weird, bro. Like, in, instead of deer season, you got cat season. Cat season? God. I, I New Zealand, they shoot too, everything because it's all invasive mm-hmm. species. They'll go in like helicopters and, and shoot animals because they just have to get rid of them. Kind of brutal. Yeah. We live in a weird world, for sure. Mm-hmm. I was listening to uh, Rogan. He had Brian Peter or uh, I think Brian Brian Simpson. They were talking about Jordan Peterson. Anyway, um, they were they Rogan played this clip that was really interesting. 
of this Russian guy who was a defector from the Soviet Union back in the 1980s who came over to the United States. And he was giving an interview and he was explaining that Russia's tactic to destroy the U.S. was not going to be like an overt military invasion, but it was going to be a subversion of ideas. And they were going to slowly erode the American culture. And through like propaganda, through... You know, which is interesting because all of these Russian troll farms and how they're hacking the election and how it's going to be the slow process of demoralizing the Americans and spreading these Soviet and um, socialist ideas until it eventually destroys the nation from within. And that's when they'll take over, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking wild and pretty, you know, seems like it could be pretty accurate. Back you know what's like, fucking wild, bro? Yeah. What? In sales. <laughs> also wild, yeah. Yeah. What? Go ahead. Incels? What the fuck is an incel? It's, it's, it's all good. What yeah, you yeah. Uh, dude, oh. fucking have you, chimps, bro. Chimps are crazy. Like orangutans oh. and shit like Just that. chimps, period. Not orangutans. Oh, no, no, like, no, Like no. how smart they are? Not even that, bro. They're just fucked up. They're little assholes. I mean, they can be, but they're, they're animals. Yeah. I'm talking about like, bro, chimps just be like... They just be... Shh. Tagoa doesn't fuck with him either, bro. Do you hear her? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, chimps, chimps are really vicious and also very smart. Tagoa. Uh, Have you seen the video of the, the chimp just driving by on a little motorcycle and just scooping a monkey? Yeah. It's crazy. Or, you know, the chimp driving by and just scooping a fucking baby. That's what it is. And it's wild. Uh... Because they had like a little motorcycle and everything, bro. Uh, Nina, what I was going to say is like, chimps, like, they look adorable and shit, but like, they just be like in the wild, bro. They'll be like sitting in a tree just like munching on live monkeys. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just scoop like little monkeys. <laughs> while they're going, Aah! like screaming, it's just like biting into them. It's like people kill people. People eat people. Same thing. Yeah. But it happened. Like, I don't know, dude. It's fucked up. Like, have you... Like, a chimp eats monkeys. Yes. It's like eating the same species. We do that. You know that, right? I know, but it's... We eat monkeys. We eat chimps. If you go to Taiwan, you'll eat a monkey brain. Yeah, South America. Thailand. Yeah, Thailand's fucking nuts. Thailand is fucking nuts, bro. Thailand, there's like monkey street gangs and they have like big street wars. This, this is not my joke. I can't remember whose who's it is. But I heard, I think I heard it on the Rogan podcast from a comedian, but he was talking about someone, some comedian was talking to his buddy and his buddy's like, you know, they, uh, they serve monkey brains in, in Taiwan, right? And they have a little table because it's best to serve them live. So mm-hmm. they crack the skulls while they're live and they eat them while they're still alive. That's fucked up. And, and, and the, guy, the comedian looks at him and he goes, he's like, yeah, I'm going to send mine back. It looks like it's retarded. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so fucked up. That, like, they, the whole just, thing, yeah, the joke is fucked up. Live? Like, they're just chill. Like, they're strapped into a table and you just crack their head open and just scoop it. There's also farms yep. where they kill dogs. They'll just hit them on the head with a blunt object and it usually doesn't kill them and they skin them. Even when they're still alive, too. Yeah. Fucking wicked. Yeah. There's a lot of places in this world that are fucked. Yes, man. Many, many places that are still fucked. And that will forever be fucked. (laughs) We watched a video of that in high school. One of my teachers showed me it. That's... Are they still a teacher? Yeah. Huh? This is my English teacher. (laughs) Your English teacher? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, we finished Catcher in the Rye. This week, <laughs> she's my homeroom teacher. Too, just, yeah. But we we watched in homeroom because she goes, "Look at this shit." I'm like, "Oh, that's actually fucking wild." And then they she also showed us like how what they do to pigs and like, um, and like big farms like, you know, the uh, farms yeah. that they keep yeah. them ass to ass. And they they literally bring one in, chop its head off, let it wiggle, throw it to the side. Yeah, the factory farming is disgusting. Yeah, and that's why I never buy anything from a farm like that. Yeah, stay away from that shit. So, bad meat. In conclusion, 
Carbs are good, in Brandon's opinion. Carbs are good, fats are good, <laughs> proteins are good. Every Food single is good. thing you can do, but too much of anything is bad, and obviously. And eat quality food when possible. Try to track your macros, it makes life fucking easy. It does make things easy. I mean, tracking macros is a lot easier than you think. Learning how to read a food label is the best thing you can do for yourself. Tra- tracking macros is the easiest is the easiest thing, and my performance is dictated by whether or not I'm I'm doing it largely because I otherwise I always undereat. But like I just I went I had a friend who's she's finishing her PhD in nutrition. I asked her to do my macros for me. She gave me some dietary guidelines. I'm gonna do a blood test. And then after that, it's fucking easy. It's like, mm-hmm. eat the foods you're supposed to eat and keep it your numbers in the range that they're supposed to be in, and you're it'll fine. work. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, that peop- that's why I really like the flexible dieting concept, because I've tried all the different diets. I've tried carnivore and keto Diets and primal and paleo and yeah. whatever, right? Um, and the easiest way to do it for me is just hitting macros and just trying to be conscious about what I'm what I'm eating, right? Like, other like... And some days, like, fuck, some days I don't hit my carbs, and I'm like, you know, Ben and Jerry's hits my, hits my macros, I'm good. And that's okay, you know, like, as long as it's not a daily occurrence. If know. I don't make my macros, I usually go to Coke out, get two big double burger trays, yeah. Cajun wraps, and I eat that, Yeah, I'm good to go. And, and just try to plan ahead so you don't have, get stuck doing that very often. Yeah. And then... You can meal prep, but meal prep sucks. Week by meal week. prep does yeah. fucking blow. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would rather just make it the same day. It's easier to do that. Meal, well, meal and meal prep just makes life easy. Instead of cooking, it's like you just you Max buy some Tupperware and then you pull it out and you're good to. Get, and it doesn't mean you have to eat the same thing every like every day to change the you know cook a bunch of rice, vegetables, and chicken like in the crock pot and change the stir fry, make it curry one day, make it you know whatever. Every day I eat chicken, rice, cheese, fucking like avocado, black beans. That's a good, it's a good diet. Yeah. It's delicious. Uh, dude, I'm high as hell. And Brandon's gotta go, so we gotta go. We went from fucking, what was it? Dieting to monkey brains. We had aliens in there at some point. Diet to alien. Yeah. Whether the world is fucked. Still don't know. Before before I I started this podcast, I was like, "Damn, the world looks beautiful," and now <laughs> now I'm like, it "Damn, is, dog it, farms and monkey brains." It, it is, and, but and that's I mean, the, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in the world, but there's a lot of shitty stuff too. That's just it's a really sunny day out. I am so happy. I am so glad for today. I'm glad to be somewhere where I I don't have to know about monkey or I mean dog farms, but I do know about. Huh? Dogs get bumped on the Yeah, dude, look at poor little Tokoa. That's fucked up. We're sorry, Tokoa. I'm gonna go take my dogs on a hike today. If anybody would like to join me, you guys are. I know Brandon's going to work, but. I can't. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Jag Off Hour today. I, I hope you guys enjoyed. And it's, it's good to have the boys back. Yes, sir. Bye bye. What? Said bye bye. Oh. Adios. Adios, amigos. Um, we will jag off with you next time. Oh wait, wait. Before we go, before we go, uh, let's just give a shout out to our boys in Belgium. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know I love the Belgium dudes. He meets most Yeah, he likes dudes in general. Oh. Well, damn. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, uh, and I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Adios.